0: just so you all know. And as I mentioned, I'll be using the chat also on the right hand side today to prompt some questions to all of you for answers and also to take any questions you have throughout the session. So if you have any questions, feel free to refer to that. Today, I'll look at the chat a little bit more closely and pause every once in a while. But yes, so please use the chat throughout the session. I'm going to put everyone on mute just um, in the interest of keeping the session quiet so you all can hear me. And if people join, we have two or three people that are probably joining late. So I'm just gonna put anyone who's on now and all future participants on mute. I'll go ahead and do that. Okay all right so let's get started thanks for joining everyone again my name is hillary i know most of you who are on but i know we have a couple new people today joining us for this second session of our leadership skills series so my plan for today as usual is to share some action-oriented guidance with all of you for how to today specifically motivate yourselves and your teams during this time that we're going through now since we're all kind of separate leading and working remotely and going through some uncertain times. So I know us ourselves need some motivation and we need to be able to motivate our teams, whether we're a leader of a team or we're an individual contributor of a team. So today, as I talk through the session, I really invite you to listen to the session as both a leader of your own work and your team, if you have a team that, that reports up to you, but also to think about it in terms of how your team would hear this session or your peers would listen to this session, right? So thinking on it, thinking about it both as a leader and as yourself, but also how, you know, others on your team would interpret this session and think about the guidance that I'm giving. So before we jump into the content, I'll just take two minutes to introduce myself and my company, Awake Leadership Solutions, because I know, um, that a few of you are new to me and and what I do as a leadership strategist. So yes, I'm a leadership strategist. I'm an award-winning author. I have two books that are interactive guidebooks for leaders. I'm a yoga teacher and I'm also obviously founder of Awake Leadership Solutions. So I give workshops and I do coaching with leaders and teams around the world. And right now I'm transitioning a lot of those offerings to online platform. My two books are Awake Leadership. This is my first book, which is a series of seven vitals for leaders with exercises, leaders that really want to get started in leading a team. How do you align and motivate a team? My second book is Awake Ethics, that includes 10 ethical principles for leaders. And this is more of like a self-study or self-improvement book, but there are exercises in here both to do for yourself as a leader and also to do with your team. And we'll really look at team motivation through the lens of awake leadership today. Session one, leading remotely, I focused a lot on the first book, Awake Leadership, but today I'm gonna focus more on the second book, Awake Ethics. So a question for you guys today, getting into our topic of team motivation, why are you guys motivated to motivate your team or yourself, right? Think about that and you can write an answer in the chat or really just think about it. I know it's a kind of high level question, but if we break down the word motivation, a word inside that word is motive so we all have a motive for why we do our work but also why we need to be motivated or we want to motivate our teams so team motivation a few reasons that i always wanted to motivate my team is obviously to enhance productivity right one of the words in the session today is to enhance productivity so motivating your team definitely increases productivity and effectiveness of work. Um, It also keeps team members engaged, right? Without a team that's engaged and really interested in what they're doing, the morale is low, the energy is low, and that also affects productivity. Another one that's big is, uh, is retention. So a lot of leaders say, I'm great at aligning my team and giving direction and making the work clear, but Um, I can't motivate my team. People aren't excited about what we're doing, so I'm suffering with retention. So that's another reason to to motivate teams. And I'm sure all of you are here today because you find a need to motivate yourselves and your teams or your peers more effectively. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So another question to think about is what do you find most challenging about motivating yourself or your team members or people around you? why is that sometimes challenging? Maybe think about a certain situation when you were leading a project team or leading your team and it was challenging to motivate an individual on the team. For me as a leader, one thing that I learned, if it's sort of a larger umbrella concept for this session, is I suffered sometimes with team motivation because when I first became a leader, yes, Stephanie, thank you. That's exactly what I was getting to, you read my mind, is that I would do team activities trying to motivate my team. And sometimes it works, Something's related to everyone when we do a fun team bonding activity. But I learned quickly when I became a leader that different things motivate different people and people have different motives. So as a leader, it's important to not just do all team activities for motivation and bonding, but really get to know the individuals on your team and the individuals you're working with, because different people are motivated by different things and have different motives for doing the work that they do. We made a quote from Smith: without motivation, work can be hard to get through and it can impact your life outside of work. Yes, that's definitely true. And motivation and our motives come both from things at work that we enjoy doing or we want to to achieve and progress in. But motivation also comes from outside of work, right? We have motivation to be able to do the things we wanna do outside of work as well. So they're very interdependent, that personal side and that professional side of tapping into motivation for ourselves, but also the individuals on our team. So I found as a leader that I really had to get to know my team members and my colleagues and peers I was working with individually To know what motivates each of them. So, the exercises that we're gonna talk about today are exercises for motivating ourselves. We'll start with self motivation because, as a leader, without being able to know what motivates you and motivating yourself day to day, it's really hard to motivate others that you work with or your team members. So, we'll start with that. And then we'll talk about team motivation in terms of three different topics the first is give, the second is connect, and the third is celebrate. So I've categorized the team motivation into three sections, give, connect, and celebrate. And we'll have some exercises from the Awake Ethics book as well as a few from Awake Leadership under each of those topics. So let's let's get right to the content and start talking about self-motivation. So one question for you guys, another one, is when have you felt a lack of self-motivation? Can you recall a time Maybe early in your career, or maybe recently, when you felt a lack of motivation. And think about the scenario, but also think about maybe what that stemmed from. For me, a few reasons I felt a lack of motivation in my career, you know, when I worked in the corporate world in retail and logistics, but also in my work now as a leadership strategist, is that when I have felt not connected to the impact of really what I was doing. I sort of lost track of that impact of my work as my core motivation for for putting energy toward the work I was doing. Um, Also loss of respect for the leader or respect for the organization, right? When the leader loses respect, it's really hard to stay motivated, right? When you lose respect for your leader, rather. Um, And when you don't feel respected, by others, right? When you're showing up to work every day and you don't feel like people are respecting you or the work that you're doing. That's another reason that I found that in the past. Um, another one is more physical, like tired or low energy. When you're not practicing self-care, which I'll talk about here a bit, sometimes we show up with tired or low energy. And yes, Stephanie, you lose clarity in your vision, right? Yeah. When you, when you lose track of the impacts or you're tired and have low energy, it's like, why am I doing this work again? Why am I doing this? That, that why comes up, right? And you lose that connection. And then I think another one that relates to lack of respect from the team or others is not feeling uh, accepted or appreciated by your leader or your team, right? Because we all want to feel that connection and feel that our work is having an impact. So those are just some things I found are obstacles for self-motivation. So, what are some exercises that we can each do to reinstill our own sense of motivation when um, we start, when we find ourselves losing motivation, right? We show up to work that day, we don't feel motivated. One that is my favorite is connecting to your personal mission. I just talked about impact. And in the Awake Ethics Guidebook, one of the principles, this is actually the seventh chapter, is discipline. And it might sound funny that discipline and motivation go together, but when you show up every day consistently and follow that disciplined approach, you can actually cultivate an inner fire or motivation. And one of the exercises that I wanted to talk about today in the discipline section is your personal mission statement. So this is the exercise here, writing your mission statement. And I'll read a little bit from the book as to why this is this exercise is so important to do. So when we are tethered to a clear mission, we can remain clear and motivated about why we're showing up to accomplish what we're going to do each day. A mission statement answers the questions. What do you do? What is your contribution to an impact on the organization? What is your impact on the end user or customer? Why do you do what you do really at a personal fulfillment level right now? The best part about developing a personal mission statement for your work is that you really get down to the root reason of why you're doing what you're doing or setting out to do. At the end of the day, or every hour on some days, you can look back at the mission statement and return to why you're really doing what you're doing, why you decided to embark on this specific way to move toward your highest potential. So returning to your mission is really returning to your motivation or your motive for your work. So this is an exercise in the discipline section of Awake Ethics. I really break down how to write your own personal mission statement. And when I do this with teams in some of my workshops, people put it at their desk, right? So they can look back to that and really return to why they're doing what they're doing every day at work. So that's one for personal. Another, which I had talked about last time, is to ask yourself at the beginning of every day, and this is really important right now during this period of leading remotely or working from home, ask yourself two questions every day. How am I going to make progress today? And what am I looking forward to today? So the first question, how am I going to make progress today, can revert back to your mission statement, right, in terms of the tasks and the meetings and the things you're gonna do to make progress. The second, what am I looking forward to today, also relates to your motivation, right? Your motivation for getting up in the morning, having energy, showing up, right? Doing your work so that you can do some of the things both at work and personally that you're looking forward to. So those are two questions you can ask yourself. Oh, that's awesome, Steph. You've been using the prompts. Great. Cool. And that, so those are two questions. One other I want to share with you all is celebrating wins and wisdom. So I talked about feeling accepted and appreciated, and I'll talk about this, how to do this as a team, but it's also really important to be able to tap into that motivation and appreciate and acknowledge yourself. So in the sixth chapter of Awake Ethics, which is the contentment section, I have a exercise that's all about wins and wisdom. And so I want to show that to you guys. The wins and wisdom exercise is really simple. It's two pages here. I like to do this every Friday. Every Friday, I write down three wins from the week, or three milestones, how I made progress that week toward my mission. And I also like to write down three pieces of wisdom or learnings from the week. So by doing that, you reconnect to your mission, you motivate yourself to continue to learn and make progress, and you give yourself positive acknowledgment. So that's another um, exercise. The last thing I wanna talk about for personal motivation is self-care. We touched on this last time, but I'll talk about it a little in a little different context here in terms of self-care. I talked about how when you show up with low energy or you're feeling tired, that it's hard to stay motivated and connect back to your mission. So practicing self-care as a leader is really a way of leading by example in order to keep yourself motivated. When you get enough sleep, you eat a healthy diet, you move a little bit every day, whether that's yoga or a walk or more vigorous exercise, you're sharper, you're more energetic, and you're able to stay connected to that mission and that core motivation. Self-care also gives you the energy to motivate others. So practicing self-care is very important. And I will send out an article that I wrote recently, I think some of you have read it, on uh, self-care practices for leaders, especially during this, virus time or this challenging time in times of uncertainty but self-care is another one uh, that i would highly recommend so in terms of self-motivation do you guys have any questions if you logged in today thinking you know mostly in terms of interest in self-motivation have you found any challenges or obstacles um, in terms of self-motivation that i didn't touch on you're wondering about anything if you think of it later, you can also write it in the chat. But just wanted to pause and see if, if this is resonating, give me a thumbs up. There's a there's a reactions at the bottom. If you guys see, you can give a thumbs up or a clap if if this is resonating so far as helpful. Okay, great. So that's self-motivation. Good. Now let's get into the team motivation, the core part of our content for today. And as I mentioned, I'm going to talk about this in three sections. The first is give, the second is connect, and the third is celebrate. So let's start with give. And giving is very important as a leader. It's important to give to yourself, as I just talked about with self-motivation, but it's also important to give to your team. So in talking about giving as a means for motivation, I'm going to talk about two chapters from the Awake Ethics Guidebook. The first is the very first chapter of the book, which is all about truthfulness. And truthfulness is an ethical principle that is important for cultivating relationships of trust and respect, which is a big one for motivation. It's it's a way of cultivating trust and respect with your team members. So a very foundational exercise from this uh, chapter I want to go over with you all is an exercise on touch-based conversations. One-on-one meetings with team members are so underrated, whether they're one-on-one meetings with peers and colleagues that you're working working with on a project, or they're one-on-one meetings, meetings with your direct team members. They're so underrated and important. And especially during this time when we're all working virtually. it's extra extra essential to plan at least weekly one-on-one meetings with your team members and follow through in having those meetings. Now today, in terms of motivation, I want to touch on the points I make in Awake Ethics because these points of what you can talk about in your one-on-one meetings are more related to motivation. Last week I talked about one-on-one meetings as important for going over responsibilities, aligning with your team members, reviewing priorities, but today I'm going to give you some points from Awake Ethics that are more related to motivation when you're having one-on-one meetings with people. So I'm going to read a little bit from this exercise in the book on touch based conversations. So a relationship of trust and truthfulness with your team members is crucial for staying aligned, maintaining genuine respect, and reaching your objectives. Here are tips to keep in mind, to build trust with your team members and align. First, Always ask about what challenges you can assist them with. Don't glaze over issues they bring up or projects that are behind schedule. Stay positive and inquisitive about how you can help them move forward with their mission, right? And with their role. The second, which is, which is extra applicable here, share some of your own relevant recent, recent work challenges that can relate to your team members challenge share some of these challenges with them once in a while not as a burden but as a leader leading by example so when you feel that one of your team members is lacking motivation around a certain project or you can tap into why they might be lacking motivation one way to talk them through that lack of motivation and reinstill that motivation for them is to relate to them through a story. Maybe you've gone through a similar challenge or you've recently encountered a similar obstacle and you could tell them, hey, I've been through something like this, this is how I resolved it, or I know how you're feeling, right? Using empathy and help them, help them reinstill that sense of motivation to move forward. Another is to ask them for feedback on your performance, ask how you could do better or support them. So offering, offering support asking them, you know, why are you feeling lack of motivation? How can I help you to move forward, prompting them? So that's the first exercise, one-on-one conversations. And, and those key points, those key points in your one-on-one discussions. The second one I want to go over is related to the second chapter in Awake Ethics. And the second chapter of Awake Ethics, or the second principle, is the principle of non-stealing. And some of you guys know about the non-stealing principle in Awake Ethics, but there's two exercises I'm going to go over here that relate to giving, right? Non-stealing is very um, in alignment with giving. So let me read a little bit from the non-stealing chapter of Awake Ethics and how this relates to motivation. So non-stealing is the catalyst that takes your team's knowledge, skills, and potential to the next level. Non-stealing does not merely concern stealing material things from our coworkers, though if that's an issue at your organization, you should probably address that. What I'm really getting to in this section is that an important ethical practice for leaders is to not steal experiences and acknowledgement from others. I'll explain. If we talk about this ethical principle in terms of modern leadership, we can say that it is ethical to give acknowledgement and experiences to our peers and team members to enhance motivation and connection. Do you remember a day early on in your career when you were most excited or felt happiest? Maybe you were given an opportunity to take on a new role or project. Maybe your leader or mentor, uh, maybe your leader or mentor gave you an opportunity to contribute something big or learn something new. You felt positive progress, challenge, and possibility. Without the support from leaders within the company or organization, it is impossible for team members to gather experience, build expertise, and develop a point of view. By giving giving knowledge, feedback, fair acknowledgement, and relevant experiences to our team members, we lift them up to reach their highest potential. And we motivate them to do their best work and reach their potential. So you can see how this non-stealing chapter is not just about stealing material things, but we feel disrespected and disconnected and lose motivation when we're not receiving fair acknowledgement and we're not receiving opportunities. So two ways based on this non-stealing chapter to motivate others and motivate your team members is first to acknowledge them. During those one-on-one meetings, give them positive acknowledgement for something they accomplished that week. In a group meeting, give positive acknowledgement to each person and prompt team members to exchange positive acknowledgement. That's very motivating. Um, And another that I had here is to give others opportunities. Whenever you can, give team members opportunities to participate in a special project, maybe to present to the team at a Friday meeting something that they're working on. And and that really helps them to reconnect to their mission and stay motivated with that positive reinforcement to move forward. So giving is about having those one-on-one meetings, giving your attention and time and relating to people, relating to the people on your team. It's also about giving positive acknowledgement and it's about giving opportunities. So those are three ways to give in order to motivate. All right, so I'll pause here before we go to our connect section, sorry for the sound here. Um, But does anyone have any questions about the give section of of motivation, the giving aspect? Yeah, so we have a comment. An important aspect of acknowledgement is to explain why a new opportunity is given to a team member. That is important because it connects back to that mission and the impact, the impact, right, of of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. All right, great. Okay, so I'll move on to section two. Let's move on to connect. So how do we connect in order to motivate? So I'll go back to that discipline section that I talked about earlier in self-motivation and the mission statement. And the mission statement isn't just something good to do for yourself for self-motivation, but a mission statement is also a great thing to write as a team. So we each have our own personal motivation and mission for doing the work that we do. And I think that's essential to connect to. But also as a team, you should have a mission statement. And this is where I'm going to actually transition over to the Awake Leadership Guidebook and some of the team activities. So one of the team activities is a team mission statement, which is in the first chapter of Awake Leadership. And i'll read a little bit of this to you so a mission statement for your team is a one sentence statement that describes what your team contributes to the organization and ultimately what you do for the customer audience or end user as a group the team mission statement is where we begin to transition from thinking on an individual level to a collective team level and a lot of other leadership strategists and coaches talk about writing a mission statement and it sounds a little bit cheesy sometimes But it is actually very important to connect as a team to the impact of what you do, why you do it, and how each person on the team contributes through their day-to-day tasks and responsibilities to that mission. So in the Awake Leadership Guidebook, I break it down into different prompts and how to really simply build your team's mission statement, which is something you could just do in one team meeting and then have up on a whiteboard or use as a team to on Monday and Friday meeting connect, our keyword here, back to your team mission. So that's one. Uh, Another way to connect is, um, let me see. Oh, using positive communication. So I talked about positive acknowledgement. Another way to connect with team members is to use positive communication. A lot of times team members lose motivation and lose respect for the leader because the leader uses a negative tone or doesn't just simply doesn't use positive communication, word wording or tone, and doesn't even realize it. So paying more attention to the quality of the words you use is actually a really big way to motivate people. Have you ever noticed that sometimes leaders don't use a positive tone or positive language, and you leave a meeting feeling kind of like blah or like not motivated afterwards. You know, whereas other leaders will lead a really inspiring meeting because they use a positive tone and positive language and have that ability to motivate people. So I recommend at any of your influencers or leaders that you respect at work, really pay attention to the type of words they use at meetings right? And even write those words down or pay attention to the phrases they use. Same thing with influencers. If there's any influencers like online that you can watch videos um, of them and when they speak, the type of words they use, the quality that they use and why that helps to uplift your energy and motivate you. So I'll get to uh, some of our questions in a moment. I'm going to talk about one exercise here that's actually in my book, for uh, cultivating more positive communications. And this is in the control of energy section, chapter three. So here we have positive written communications. And it's really this exercise is just a list of checkpoints that I've created um, from my experience and with some other leaders for um, cultivating or to develop more positive communications. So some of these checkpoints are what's the core purpose of sending your email or making your communication? Another is do you need to send it or communicate it? Sometimes it's it's emotionally driven and you don't really need to send it. Another, is the timing appropriate for what you're communicating? Is the audience appropriate? Is your tone positive? And is it efficient? So those are just some positive written communication checkpoints from the book. But I think really languaging and tone is important in order in terms of like seeking. Uh, guidance from your leaders or watching influencers. So we have a comment here. What are some good ideas for giving acknowledgement to people outside of my direct team? Oftentimes they approach me with angst about not being recognized. How do you use positive words when you need to give constructive feedback? Okay, so let's tackle giving acknowledgement to people outside of my direct team? That's a great question. And I think that that relates to a lot of people here since we have some um, uh, independent contributors as well as leaders on this call. So ideas for giving acknowledgement to people outside my direct team, I think like what I talked about with positive acknowledgement, giving thank yous and thanks, right, to people when they do something for you, especially if it's not You know something they absolutely have to do, or they don't report to you. I think giving thanks, even in a simple email, is something that a lot of people overlook. Right? A lot of people don't think, oh, let me take thirty seconds to respond to this person that just did something for me with a thank you. Taking the extra thirty seconds to do that goes a long way. Another is in group meetings to acknowledge people when you're given the chance to speak, um, presenting what you've been working on and how you've been making progress. But naming the people that really helped you to accomplish that and get there in a positive way generates a lot lot of uh, positive motivation. And then if you're ever called on to give 360 feedback um, for someone in a more formal way, uh, definitely, you know, thinking through all the people and maybe while you're working on a project, taking notes of who's helping you with things, you know, when you do your Friday wins or wisdom, when you have the time. So, how to use positive words when you need to give constructive feedback? That's a great question too. So, constructive feedback is also important for people to improve, but it's, it's great if you can frame it in a positive way as an opportunity. So, instead of pointing out something constructive like, oh, could you speak more clearly? Or, oh, could you uh, be more prepared for meetings, please? You can start with something positive they did. Oh, I think that was a really great meeting that you presented, and it was really um, important for aligning everyone. Next time, it would be even better. Or next time, it would be great if you could send an agenda ahead of time, and I feel even more prepared and have even more to contribute and more questions. So I think starting off with a positive acknowledgement. And then going into the constructive feedback is always a way to uh, lead with a positive, to motivate and get their attention, and then go into the constructive feedback by framing it as an opportunity for individual and collective improvement. Does that help? Yeah. Okay, so we have from Depesh. another idea is to send an email to them with a thank you note and copying their manager. Yes, awesome, thank you for that. Okay, from Bill, would a method be to explain how their ideas are being incorporated? Yeah. hmm I think that people want to be acknowledged. So if you as a leader are able to incorporate ideas that team members bring up at a meeting or asking, you know, taking five, 10 minutes and asking for people's feedback and ideas at a meeting, and then working to incorporate that in how you're actioning on something at a higher level, that's definitely a way to keep people motivated and also reinforce ideas that you see are really valuable and reinforce um good behavior and ideas that you see as valuable cool all great thoughts thanks guys for your participation okay so that concludes our connect session we mostly talked about the team mission statement and then we talked about the importance of positive communication positive tone positive language and learning from leaders that you really respect and that motivate you in how to communicate and how to motivate others through communication, both written and verbal. All right, so let's move on to our last section, which is all about celebrate. So the third part is celebrating in order to motivate. So the first one here, I'm going to return to, again, a lot of the things that that work for ourselves in terms of motivation. If we practice them ourselves, we can better lead by example with our teams so at team meetings on friday is a great time to do that exercise i showed you on wins and wisdom so if you as a leader practice the wins and wisdom exercise putting down three of your wins and three pieces of wisdom a great way to motivate your team and celebrate wins and wisdom is to go around the table or go around the zoom right now (laughs) and have everyone contribute one win and one learning from their week and if everyone can share that it's a positive way to to motivate people around their progress, and about not just making progress in a results-oriented way, but making progress in terms of learning, so a process-oriented way as well. So wins wins and wisdom at team meetings. Another one, so we did wins and milestones learnings. uh, Celebrating individual and collective progress is a good one. And then planning a fun team activity. I talked about some fun team activities last time for inspiration. So if you can plan a fun weekly team activity, whether that's sending an article and discussing it as a team, having a team happy hour. Um, I also do a creative team building workshop where I have some different fun activities for teams I'm offering virtually right now. If you can celebrate with your team, whether it's through wins and wisdom in your team meetings or through facilitating a fun activity virtually, or again, when we can in person, that's a great way to celebrate team progress and going back to connect to connect with people as well. So do you guys have any ways that you celebrate with your team? I know leaders all have different ways that that they celebrate, but what is a way that either you celebrate with your team, whether it's a project team or one of your leaders has celebrated? Do you have any examples? If you do, put them in the chat that you can remember that you enjoyed. I used to really enjoy uh team lunches that we would have monthly and we'd usually do wins and wisdom at, at those team lunches as well, which was fun. But yeah. Going out for a nice lunch or dinner. That's a great way to celebrate. Yeah. Team happy hours when we finish a big milestone. Yeah. So those are all fun things. Yeah. And now virtually, I know a lot of people are doing coffee chats or yeah, office party, a lot of uh, coffee chats or happy hours, even virtually. So yeah. Okay. So yeah, treating people when you can to celebrate is definitely motivating and and keeps the energy up and just the the morale up. So all right. Um, Do we have any questions before I go into a recap and some next steps? Okay. So to recap from today, um, the first part was to take care of yourself and tap into your own self-motivation. And energy in order to be able to motivate others. And then from there, to motivate your team every day, think about how you can give, connect, and celebrate through the exercises that we went over today. Also, remember that it's important to motivate people on your project team or your direct team, not just at an overall level like celebrating with an office party or celebrating, you know, with a team activity, but to get to know people at the individual level that you work with and what motivates each of them. Just like you have to get to know yourself and connect to your own motivation so that you can reconnect to it every day to stay motivated. It's important to know for each of your team members what really motivates them. And you can see that just through getting to know them over time. Or you can ask them that directly, you know, directly or indirectly, but really just witnessing and experiencing with people over time and getting to know them. Uh, You can tap into their individual motivation and then apply these exercises we went over today at a more individual level or at a larger team level, depending on the context of your team. All right. So some next steps. Um, I will send a recap um, later today with what we went over, the recording, and some articles that relate to what we talked about today. Um, yeah, as I mentioned last time too, my two books are available on Amazon and Kindle. And especially now, if you want to support smaller business, they're, they're available through all different indie booksellers. So if you go to my website, which I'll share my screen for just a moment and show you guys uh, my website. Here it is. Share. Share. All right, so here's my website. You can see leadership com, and if you go to guidebooks, Awake Leadership, Awake Ethics, and Awake pre- Apprentice, which is coming soon, are here. So I'll click on Awake Leadership, and just so show you guys, you can see some more info about the book, and then where it says order today from, you can order it from me. I'm still shipping online, Amazon, and Kindle. If you want like to read online or print, uh, Kindle's here, and then also these. Uh, Well, Barnes and Noble is another large bookseller, but Book Passage and Indiebound are two smaller uh, booksellers. So, if you if you're into supporting small business right now, you can order from either one of these, and it should get to you in about a week. So, those are ways to purchase the books. And then also, I will stop share and come back. Okay, I'm back. I'm also offering virtual workshops right now, if you'd like more information on that. They're just one hour workshops for teams, um, you know, around between five and 15 people. I'm doing mind mapping for leaders, creative team building, and also yoga. So if you're interested in that, send me an email and I can send you more information. Um, And our next and final session will be next Wednesday. And it's all about career development in uncertain times. This has been a pretty popular subject for people and it relates to my next book, Awake Apprentice, which will be coming out in the fall. So yeah, thank you all for joining today. And if you guys have any questions or you wanna put in a main takeaway from today on the chat, sometimes it's nice to end with what your main takeaway from the chat or the session today was, uh, let everyone know. And yeah, connect with me via email if you think of any questions later. And I hope to see you all next week. Be well. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys, stopping the